Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, everyone. It's Stephanie Outen here with Storytime with Stephanie. And I'm so excited to be here. Storytime with Stephanie is a segment of the Writer's Anointing podcast. And this is an opportunity, a platform for us to be able to talk to new aspiring authors, for them to share their works, for them to be able to talk about what it is that they have going on in their lives and in their um, professions as authors. And we're just excited to be able to have this opportunity to come to you. So if you are an anointed writer, an anointed author that wants an opportunity to be a part of the Storytime with Stephanie uh, show, please email us at info at and we would love to see what your works are to have you on our show. So tonight's guest is Asia Smith. And this is a wonderful, wonderful young lady, a millennial that I've had an opportunity to work with over the course of the year um, in another program, uh, the Author Talk program. And she has written a powerful book, which we have with us, Come Up, Come Out, Step Up, Be the Example. And Asia Smith is absolutely an example. So we are so glad to have her here with us tonight. Asia, are you here? I am here. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome, Asia. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Thank you. All right, Asia. Well, you are the author of this phenomenal book, which I showed, Come Up, Come Out, Step Up, and Be the Example, which yes. you just published. It just came out not too long ago. So you are a published author. We're so excited for you. Thank you. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, what inspired you to write, and tell us a little bit about your platform, and then we'll go into talking about your book. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for joining this live. Of course, my name is Asia Smith. I am originally born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's where I was born and raised, grew up, um, did some moving around, and of course, um, just came from Georgia. So um, that's where um, I just came from. Now I'm in Arkansas currently. So a little bit about me. I am a people person. I love to talk to people. I love to interact with people. I've always knew um, that I just had the gift to connect with people. And with that, I love to, um, of course, you know, find out more information about people, connect with women, learn about life, learn about women. And of course, when it came down to that, that is exactly what um, led me to write this wonderful book. Um, my audience is targeting, of course, towards women. Um, and with me being young, I am very young. I'm still in my 20s. So, of course, as Stephanie already said, I am a millennial. Um, I wrote this. I wrote the book, Come Up, Come Out, Step Up, Be the Example, strategically um, to target people who want to be the example. It doesn't matter whether you're, you know, a millennial like me, whether you're older or, you know, you fall in between those lines. It doesn't even matter. It's about being the example that you want to see, knowing where you are now and knowing, of course, where you want to go in life. And um, with that, of course, I came up with um, an acronym for example, because I know you all see the periods in the word example. So that means it's an acronym that follows behind it. And with that, the acronym is E is, of course, for empathetic. X is for Zenodokio. A is for accountable 
M is for motivational, P for purposeful, L is for level-headed, and the last E is for excellent. And that is exactly what was given to me to, of course, present to y'all about being the example that you want to see. Oh, awesome. And y'all, when I say that Asia is truly an example, she is, she is a positive light. She is a motivator. She is an accountability partner um, with Talk Publishing, which is one of my uh, sister friends publishing companies that I've had the opportunity to partner with. And that's how I met Asia. And she is just so beautiful. Her spirit is wonderful. And she is an example. So for millennials out there, who desire to understand what it means to be the example, what it means to be able to walk um, walk out that change that you want to see mm -hmm. in this earth. This is an awesome book for you to do that. And connecting with someone like Asia gives the opportunity for you to understand how you can be the example. Oh, you have some mm -hmm. of your publisher sisters here. This is yes. Sheila. Powerful. Love it. Congratulations, Asia. Sheila. Yes. And Sheila's going to be a guest on our show soon as well. So Asia. Yes. In your book, and everyone knows I don't like to give away the entire book, right? Because I want people to purchase the book. I want them to go out and support you. So uh, we don't talk about everything in the book, mm -hmm. but I go and I try to pinpoint some key topics that I think the readers would really enjoy um, hearing you expound upon and just mm -hmm. really understanding kind of how you got to that place of writing that chapter, um, how mm -hmm. you were inspired to come up with these chapter titles. And so mm -hmm. I want to go straight into what, it, what is chapter one, be the example you want to see. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of notes here. So <laughs> in your introduction, actually, you say, I believe more so now than ever that this generation of millennials and also Generation Z, along with all the generations that will come after that, need examples before their eyes. Mm -hmm. And what, an, what a powerful way to start out, because that is so true. Um, our mm -hmm. young people need an example. They need to see someone that, you know, looks like them, but is doing more, aspires mm -hmm. to be more, right? And then it's mm -hmm. actually walking that out. And you said, but people fall because they don't have examples of true sound leadership. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that, even in your own life and how that applied for you, mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you saw who were some of the people that you were able to see even in your own age range that you felt like were examples of leadership that you could follow? Mm -hmm. Yes. So when it came down to good sound leadership, I literally viewpoint how I was raised, brought up and the people that, of course, contributed to, of course, Asia being the woman that she is today. Um, I come from a family of background of great women, great men. And what I mean by um, sound leadership, true sound leadership is specifically speaking for people who's true to their character, people who care about, you know, leading women or men toward to down the right path and people who, you know, because I believe that true sound leadership comes from people who have their character together, people who know who they are because you cannot lead, you cannot direct, nor can you follow after someone who does not know who they are or whom they are or where they want to go in life. So even when it just came down to that, I have to say, you know, my parents, my mom, my dad, my grandma, my granddad, um, true sound leadership. What I mean by that is, you know, they always pretty much 
you know, have always had, you know, direction and gave out direction. And mm-hmm. um, for me, that always put me in a hard posture to follow because I seen who they was. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, <laughs> we, you know, when we, when we come home every day and when we decompress, I want to know that you are the same person when you go out and when you, you know, in front of millions and millions of people, because when you are home by yourself, when you're, you know, fixing your food or talking to people on the phone or, you know, whatever it is, are you that same person? That if I was to put you on the pedestal of a thousand mm-hmm. people or a hundred people, will you still be that same person who you Ooh. are? is definitely important to me because I cannot lead someone or I cannot follow after someone who's not leading or who's not true to who they are and who they're serving. So (laughs) seeing that helped for me to know, okay, I want to be like that because that same person that I catch at six or seven at eight or at 10 o'clock at night is that same person that wake up and walk out and do the same thing, no matter who they're talking to. It's the same person that you get behind closed doors. And of course, when those doors are open and that's what Ooh. I care about. Yes, Asia. Yes. <laughs> and and that is exactly who Asia is. It doesn't matter if you catch her six o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. eight o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. She's the same person. And that speaks to the character of who she is. And Paris says, yay, my little sister, Asia Smith. (laughs) Her character speaks for itself. The level of integrity that this young woman has. I I wish that more millennials could have Mm -hmm. examples like you, Asia, to Mm -hmm. be able to follow because you clearly have, you know, grown up in an environment that taught you, you Mm -hmm. know, those values to build your character. Um, you know, I know that you are a believer in, in Christ and you Most center definitely. your life on that. And so mm-hmm. you have really been able to demonstrate and walk out what it means to be a true example. And one of the things you say in the book is, and now let me go back a page. It's okay. It says everything has a purpose. Yes. And if we live life knowing our purpose, we will truly begin to live. And we had Daphne um, Johnson on mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and she talked about mm-hmm. purpose and saying yes. And so even for you, you were able to determine your purpose, you know, at a young age. So tell us a little bit about that and how you see God leading you in the purpose that he called for your life. So when it comes down to purpose, um, I've, I've met and not came around people who don't know their purpose and people who have of course, discover what their purpose is. And it does not have to be just one thing, right? It can be several things. And uh, when it just comes down to purpose, I always knew that before my purpose even was generated, I had to knew who I was with Christ. And that was my very foundation. So when it came down to my purpose and discovering my purpose and knowing what that is, I always make sure my foundation is Christ. And when it comes down to my purpose, I literally put everything out there, purpose and passion, passion and purpose. And, you know, and even, you know, that also leads to prosperity. Right. So even when it just comes down to those things of purpose and, you know, following after that and going after that and knowing what your purpose is, I always, of course, allow that up with Christ and you know whatever he wants me to do I'm out there to do it I'm here to do yeah. it yeah you raise your hand you say I'm here yes I'm gonna do it surrender and you say so that's something you talk about in your book too surrender <laughs> surrendering and um, you say come up come out and step up is about rising to the cause 
No one can do it but you. Mm-hmm. No one can do it but you. Mm-hmm. And when you have that heart posture, when you have that mindset that no one can do this thing but me, no mm-hmm. one can live this out but me, walk this out by but me, mm-hmm. it literally changes your attitude, mm-hmm. right? It gives you that authority to Most be able definitely. to walk out what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So where was that point in your life that you felt like you were able to rise up in your authority, recognize the calling in your life and mm-hmm. literally start to run into it? It was actually before writing this book. <laughs> okay. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes we don't know the power that lies within us. It's, it's it can be easy of someone saying, oh, you're this or oh, you're that. Oh, I see this in you. But until you know what that is, then do you really understand the power that relies within yourself when it comes down to that? So before writing this book, um, to be very honest, I was literally at a stumbling block. And what I mean by that is, you know, my computer was literally taken out of my car. (laughs) It was stolen out of my vehicle. I had to start from scratch. And I was literally in the place of, you know what? I'm just going to just sit this and let this just sit out. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, allow this to go forward. I need some time to heal myself or to some time to just get some, some thoughts together. So with me realizing that I just can't sit on this thing and I need to act fast and know what's within myself to put out to the people, align me up to know how important it is to get this thing out, to push it out, to know the not. And when it comes down to be the example that you want to see, that's an everyday thing, right? Because it's like, it's not one of those things to where you could just realize, oh, today, you know, I just want to do this. Oh, I want to do that, which is why I came up with the acronym. But it's like, you have to know what lies within yourself. And it's yeah. something that only you can bring out of. It only you can come out of, only you can walk it out. It's a personal journey, right? Because, you know, when it just comes down to your personal journey, your purpose is you. It's who you are. And P-U-R-P-O-S-C, you clearly see the words you are. So you are your purpose. You walk out your purpose. It is a personal thing. And you have to understand the power that relies within yourself and truly walk in it daily, no matter what happens. Oh, I love that. You are. You are. Yes, you are. You are in that purpose. It's for you yes. to walk out. And I love, I love that. So you say in chapter one, when I think about being an example, I think about character. And that's something that we talked about at the very beginning, that character has everything to do with who you are and whose you are. Right. And so you talk about um, being able to make mistakes, but getting back up from them. Right being an example of what you want to see and it can be several things so when you think about being the example what are some of those things um that being the example means to you so that others can understand because sometimes people think it's oh in the way i look oh it's in the way i speak but it goes beyond that right it's the change you want to see sometimes in the world but what does it mean for you to be the example what it means for me to be the example is um one of the things that I think about is who are you and who do you want to be? 
right? Because we all see people on TV, you know, of course, we all see women empowerment. We all see those women that's out there that's doing it, right? So our sometimes examples of leadership or, you know, let's just speak for women here. Our example of women leadership, sometimes it just comes from people that we see out there, right? That's doing it, that's on TV, that's being broadcast. But being the example that you want to see truly is about you being the person that you want to see on that TV, that person that you want to see when you go into the bookstore and you're buying their book and you're seeing that book on that platform. The person that, you know, when you're down, that being the example that you want to see, oh, I have to get back up again. I have to give life a try again. I have to be the best, do the best, expect the best and live the best life. So being the example is about, you know, truly you, who you are and who you want to be. And to be very honest with you, it doesn't always have to come from people that's on platforms. That's right. Listen, we need people in our families we need more leadership of cousins, of aunties, of uncles, of, you know what I'm saying? So it always, it, it, it's it's a posture of who you are, who you want to be, and always staying in that exampleship posture, yes. even though that's oh. not a word. I just kind of created that, but exampleship posture. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I saw Henry Watson respond. He said, mm-hmm. uh, that's your grandfather. And he's telling yes. you to push, push, push it out. And that you see, that's someone who I'm sure that in your life, he's demonstrated that example for you, right? Oh, definitely. Pushing it out, of being able to go after your dreams, pursuing them. And Mm -hmm. you said in the very beginning that example Mm -hmm. is an acronym. And as you all can see, Mm -hmm. the example is an acronym. So I want to talk about those because you you shared them. But let's Mm -hmm. kind of take them one by one so people really understand Mm -hmm. what that meant to you as you were thinking about people being the example, coming up and coming out and stepping up Mm -hmm. to be that example. The first Mm -hmm. word was empathetic. You Mm -hmm. cannot be the example you want to see if you are not empathetic towards people. So talk about that. Yeah, talk about that, Asia, because (laughs) Asia is probably one of the most empathetic people I've ever met. (laughs) She truly has a heart for people, truly has a heart. Mm -hmm. So talk about that, being empathetic so that those who are millennials, those Generation mm-hmm. Z, and just anyone in general, especially those who are watching with us today mm-hmm. and those who watch on the replay, what does that mean to be empathetic? And how so, does that show up in being an example? Almost definitely. So with being the, of course, being empathetic and being the example, um, I know for me, uh, with having a heart for people, it's hard to have a heart for people and you're not empathetic with what people are going through. Right. So it's like with me, it's automatically a given. But to someone who don't know how to, of course, be empathetic, it's something that you either have to learn, that you have to be around, that you have to experience and that you have to know what that meaning. Because say, for instance, you were to come to me and you need someone to talk to. Right. I need to be empathetic in order to listen, in order to know where you're coming from. And not only that, but you're calling me for a reason. Right. Or even when it comes down to people in the grocery stores or, you know, because we come across a lot of people with everything. And, you know, when we're going to the stores or when we're doing whatever we're doing, if we are not empathetic towards them or we're just going on with our daily lives, not, you know, being that 
not being that image of empathetic, then who are we to say that we have a heart for people? Who are we to even, you know, be who we are? Because we always need that person that listens. We always need that person who cares. Everyone needs that. So when it comes down to being the example that you want to see, being empathetic is something that was just a given to me because I'm like, you cannot be that without being empathetic. Everyone that I've come across that I've seen being the example have been that. Yeah. They care. They, they care, care about other people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You said, uh, what's the next word? I said, Asia, this big old word. Xenodocial. 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 Okay, you mm-hmm. all. Y'all have to see it in the, in the book. Xenodocial. Mm-hmm. You have to be friendly. And being mm-hmm. friendly is the result of a force within yourself to make others feel welcomed. Mm-hmm. Welcome. So to be an example, you have to demonstrate a welcoming spirit. Yes. To be that friendly face that people see, that kind spirit that people mm-hmm. um, experience when they come mm-hmm. into your presence. Um, mm-hmm. So go ahead and talk a little bit more about how when, first of all, how did you <laughs> come up with the word? <laughs> yes. <laughs> go ahead. Yes. So um, that was a word that took a while. Honestly, that was the word that took a while because I'm like, I have to come up with something more personal. And all of these letters and, you know, the word example was personal to me. So I had to make that personal. So it took a while because I'm like, I don't know a word out there that I can think of for X. And so I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, you want me to write this book. So I need for you to lead me towards the word that properly fix and properly fit in to the example. And when coming across that word, it's a word that I couldn't really find, but I only found one definition, a few definitions. And it's not even really in a lot of dictionaries. A lot of people say it's a word. Some people don't. But if you just give me that one definition, I can stand on that one. And that one is what I stood on. So when it comes down to that being friendly, being welcoming um, and being the example that you want to see, that's something that I, um, make sure come easy from me because I will want that to be easy when it comes down to someone saying, Asia, how can I be the example or what does that take or what does that even mean? You know, Mm -hmm. so I want to take the steps to be the example. I want to take the steps to come up, come out, step up in my life, but how can I do that? And with those steps of the E, the X, the A, the M, the P, the L, the E, all of that plays a part. So Zenodokio is a friendly word. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's you feeling welcoming. And when I think of that, I think about home. I don't know about you, but when yeah. I think of friendly, when I think of welcoming, when I think of just that word, it just makes me feel at peace, at home, comfortable, welcoming. And it's also, you know, I also think of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yes. And I see, I see some comments coming through. So definitely share your comments, ask questions. Erica said, that's good. That's good about being friendly. And that's true. Um, And one of the things I want people to understand from this is the example, right? And the acronym that you use and the words that Holy Spirit gave you to, for you that were personal for others. It doesn't have to be that word example, right? Mm-hmm. But it it has to be something that is heartfelt, something that touches your spirit that says, you know, this is who I am. This is mm-hmm. this is 
who I want to be. This is who I profess to be, but this is who I am behind closed doors and then, you know, out in public. And Mm -hmm. so as people are thinking about how they can be the example, also think about, well, what is it, Holy Spirit? What is it, God? What do you want me to embody? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to represent? Right. So Mm -hmm. for Asia, it was these words. It was example. And the uh, the next word was accountable. And y'all, Asia is an accountability partner with (laughs) Talk Publishing. She is an accountability partner because she is that type of person that can help keep someone accountable, keep them grounded, Mm -hmm. um, keep them focused on the work that they've been called to do. And so as you thought about accountability, you said it's a word that's often misunderstood or taken in the wrong context. It's not something you do. It's something you submit yourself to. And I love that line. I'm like, you you know what? You don't, you're not just doing accountability. You have to submit to that. It's surrendering Mm -hmm. to the process. So talk about that Mm -hmm. being accountable. Being accountable. So this is the word for me that um, I actually see daily. And what I mean by that is when I'm talking to people or when people talking to me are just about different things, they always talk about, I wish, I wish, I wish if only I was a little bit more accountable, if only I was a little bit more, you know, um, accountable in this step or in this step or even accountability partner. It's something that you have to be submissive towards because accountability is a word. It's an action word, right? It's not something that you sit and you look at and that you just imagine. No, you have to walk in it. You have to accept it. You have to be submissive towards that word and actually walk out what accountability is. And to be very honest, I can hope I I cannot hold myself accountable, but someone else can. Yes. Oh, so, <laughs> good. Asia. That is good. <laughs> I can easily say, you know what? I want to get out here and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But how good is it if I don't share that with somebody else? Mm. Right. Because we can easily say or we can easily conquer these goals. But if you were my accountability partner, I would expect for you to hold me accountable. I would expect yeah. for you to, you know, take on whatever I just said and be like, hey, Asia, I know you said this. Are you doing it? How are you taking those steps? And not only that, it makes you want to do it a little bit more because you care. Going back to, of course, empathetic. empathetic. You care. An accountability yeah. partner cares. And with being, t- with being, of course, with talk consulting, I care about each and every author that walks through the program, doing the calls, doing the text, you know, doing the quotes and things of that sort. I care. So I'm going to hold you accountable towards writing your book. I'm going to hold you accountable to whatever you told me because that's important. And I care where you end up. (laughs) Absolutely. Erica says Asia embodies what she preaches and it's true. And, And what you said about accountability is so true. And so often, you know, we hear people say, well, I need an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to hold me accountable. But what does it truly mean mm-hmm. to hold someone accountable? Right. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean for you to actually have that level of accountability? Mm-hmm. So when you think of it that way and as you broke it down, which I love what you said, you do have to care. You mm-hmm. do have to care about that person's well-being. You have to be able to listen to what they've said. And you have to make sure that they go back and do what they said, because that's integrity and that's character as well. Going back and doing what you said. And so even while you were an accountability partner, you were writing your own book and still helping other authors to 
be accountable to what they said they would do to get their book finished. And that's a high level of accountability because not just for them, but for yourself as well. You still had a, it was personal. Mm -hmm. You still had a role that you had to play in supporting them while also doing what God called you to do, which was to get this book out. And so it's, it's, um, it's just inspiring, you know, to, to see that um, and to know the amount of um, other authors that you impacted because you cared so much mm-hmm. about their book project just as much as you cared about your own. Most definitely. And so the next word was motivational, motivational. Yes. And it takes work and effort to be motivational. But what you said here, you said the key word in motivational is motive. Mm-hmm. There's always a motive in being motivational. So, you know, I've actually never heard anyone say that before. So I don't want to read everything that's in the book. I want you mm-hmm. to talk to the people about that motive, what's behind mm-hmm. the motivation mm-hmm. so that people understand mm-hmm. that um, it's not just rah, 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 I'm pumping you up. Mm-hmm. There's something behind that. So tell us more about mm-hmm. motivational as a part of being the example. So being the example that you want to see, that motivational um, is one of those words that I look for when it comes down to having a motive. And what I mean and what I wrote about motive is if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to be somebody, then I want to know why. And motive uh, always align up with why. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to be this way? Or why are you this way? Why do you want? So when it comes down to us having a motive, I always think about having a why. Because if your why do not make you cry, if your why is not strong enough, that why is not going to get you up out that bed that next day. When, when you got a phone call that disturbed you, if you don't have a motive, if you don't have your why, you're not going to want to do whatever is calling for you to do. So when I think about that, when I'm waking up on a daily basis, I have to make sure I have a motive to get me up out that bed no matter what bad news I receive, no matter what's going on, no matter how I'm feeling, right? Because even if you're not feeling your best and you know, you, you say, for instance, you know, a lot of women are, you know, want to work out, but if you're not feeling your best and you're talking about, you want to be motivational or you are motivational, that is a personal thing that you have to do because I can easily, you know, and I think, and I talk about this in my book, you know, when it comes down to being motivational, that's something that is personal that you have to do. Now we can turn on a motivational speaker and be motivated, but it started with that person, but it ended with your action. So when it comes down to having and being motivational, you have to make sure that that motive and that why always aligned up to the purpose of whatever you're trying to fulfill. Yeah. Look, Asia, I know you'll start preaching in a minute. Like, I see comments <laughs> coming through. Tammy said, your why will keep you up at night. Come on. Said, if your why don't make you cry. Come on. <laughs> it might not be big enough, right? So, mm-hmm. ooh, that, that was powerful, Asia. And, I, and mm-hmm. I thank you for breaking that down for the people because some mm-hmm. people truly don't understand what being motivational mm-hmm. is all about, right? So mm-hmm. it's really discovering your why, latching on to that thing Come and making on. sure that it is so powerful that it drives your very being to do what you mm-hmm. said you were going to do and and knowing what's behind that, right? Come and on. knowing what's up in front of that too because your motive, your motivation, mm-hmm. what drives you, what propels mm-hmm. you, 
also is what the people who are attracted mm -hmm. to you will see, mm -hmm. right? And so they mm -hmm. then get a spark. And what you've done is now impacted them to go and now do what they said they were going to do, on. which also leads to P, which is purposeful, right? Yes. That everyone has a purpose. And sometimes their purpose is attached to what you have brought out through your drive and your motivation. So let's talk about purpose and, and what God brought into your spirit about everyone having a purpose, that purpose to fulfill within them um, and how you, 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 Asia, me, Stephanie, we're the only ones that can activate that purpose yes. within us. Let's yeah. talk about that. Purpose. So let's talk about the activation part, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing. You just may know your purpose in life. You just may write your purpose on your wall, but if that purpose does not literally be activated by you willing to walk out that journey, that word is just going to be the letters of the P-U-R-P-O-S. It's not going to be activated. You have to fully activate that purpose by first accepting it, knowing it activating it, walking in it and consistently knowing what is required out of that purpose. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling this young lady, <laughs> you, you got me about to fall out of my seat because I'm telling you, and when the activation comes, Come when on. the activation comes with your purpose, there is like a fire that gets lit up under you that there's Burning. nothing that can that can change that there's mm -hmm. no one that can change that you begin to run into that thing like mm -hmm. you are running out of a fire into the next fire because your, your purpose is going to drive you to do whatever mm -hmm. you have to do to, to to live and to get that thing out there for mm -hmm. the world to see and so but you also got to be level-headed come on <laughs> there has to be a balance right there's a be a balance in how you walk this thing out you cannot be um hot and cold you got to be balanced in that Come thing on. so talk about being level-headed and what it means for someone who wants to be the example how mm -hmm. how did you um express level-headedness in the the your daily walk of being an example Yes. So when it comes down to level headed, what I think about is just life and life being a journey. So we have good days. We have challenging days. We have days that, you know, that, that we really can just throw away. Right. Or just, we like, I can do without that day. I can do without yeah. that day. But instead of doing without that day, go through that day having a level headed, having a steady mind. Um, I always heard this and I seen it in the word and I love to read it. But a double minded man is unstable in all his ways, not some, but also when I think about having a double minded, you know, your mind, your thoughts going this way, your actions going that way. And basically nothing is aligning up or coming together or being fulfilled, fulfilled, fulfilled. So when it comes down to being level headed, what makes you level headed? And what that is, is knowing who you are, knowing where you want to go. When you having these challenging days, when you know, these days to where, you know, or even when it just comes down to a storm. You know, oh. you have a storm in your life and your minds and your thoughts and, you know, life is taking you on this journey and you don't know how to have a good balance or, you know, you're thinking this way, you're moving this way, oh. that, that thing that knocked you off and you're like, okay, what do I do now? I don't know yes. what to do. So when it comes down to having that level headed, like I always think about if your mind or if, if you don't know how to compartmentalize. Yes. 
you have to figure that thing out because mm. uh, because when it comes down to having a level headed, that is a balance. Yes. We have to have a balance of our thoughts. And when, you know, life gets tough, so when, when things come and knock us down, what are some of those things that helping us to keep that level headed mind? How yes. are we thinking straight? Do we have a healthy getaway? You know, and what I mean by that is, are we, you know, are we, you know, having a healthy, you know, getaway as in like, I'm having this rough day. I need to go work out. Or mm. I need to call up, you know, my therapist. Or I yes. need to get this thing out of me so I can, you know, finally move forward and having that level headed that I dreamed of. And that calls for alignment. Yeah, yes. And Erica says alignment is mandatory. Most definitely. It is mandatory for us to be mm-hmm. in alignment, right? And and not just yeah, in our egg, you said <laughs> Come on, our head is up here. Yes. Right. It's it's the first thing that, you know, it's up at the top. It is literally Mm. the thing that's literally allowing our whole body. When your brain is not together, you are having a headache or a migraine. Your whole body is off. Talk about it. So if we don't have a level headed mind, then we're we're we are discombobulated. And we know how hard our headaches are. We cannot operate as hard heart because that mind is powerful our brain is powerful and uh, one of i'm just going to talk about this so just a little bit but one of my favorite um authors is dr shad um hemstetter and he talks about the brain and the mind and neuroplasticity neuroplasticity is when you can literally rewire your brain Mm -hmm. so let's talk about somebody who did not grow up the way that i did or let's talk about someone who grew up rough someone who grew up you know they're not so proud of how they grow up it does not mean that you have to live a whole life of not knowing what a level-headed person is or stability is or what you know it just means that you have to understand and know where you want to go and to do that work and rewire your brain rewire the what you're used to change your environment to create that level headed of which you know you're seeking after to be that example oh y'all this is author <laughs> asia smith come okay here we go come up come out step up be the example and we're going through the acronym example and what that means and you all see it running across the screen how you can get to her book asiarsmith.com. That's asiarsmith.com. If you're with us live, drop your comments and questions in the comment section, because we definitely want to be able to hear from you. Um, And, you know, after we get through this discussion, we'll have an opportunity for some question and answer. Mm -hmm. So get your questions ready for Asia, um, because we definitely want to hear from you. So let's talk about that final E in example. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Striving Mm -hmm. for excellence is simply looking at where you are now and reflecting on how you can do better. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, So many times people think about how can I be excellent, Mm -hmm. but never think about what they've been through. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And what they need to do to actually change the trajectory of their life so that they can live from a place of excellence. Mm -hmm. So talk about that for you and how you got to that space of being able to walk from a place of excellence. 
Yes. So that is an everyday thing that we have to all walk out. Right. Because just because you didn't learn something or just because you reached a certain position in life, that don't mean you just stop learning or stop living. So when it comes down to being excellent, I enjoyed writing this. And the reason why is because just recently, actually, when I was writing this, I used to always say I'm striving for perfection. And I still Mm. hear that. And it's okay, you know, for someone else. But for me, perfection is a word that does not, you can, you don't have no room for error. Mm. Right? So when I think about excellence, when I think about striving for excellence, I think about I have room for error. I have room for mistakes, even if I don't do this thing that I said I was going to do or cross out everything that I had on the list. Or even if, you know, I'm not feeling my best, but I still get something done. Or Mm -hmm. even if, you know, something happened that you had no control over. Excellence is a word that comes in so many shapes and forms and things. And when it comes down to being excellence, I always think about, you know, where you are now and doing the work that requires for you to be better. And that's a personal walk. And sometimes it does take self-reflection, right? Because how can we know um, where we are now or where we're trying to get if we don't, you know, do these self-reflections of where we are now, what can we do better? And not only that, but okay, where can, where do I see myself six, nine, 12 months down the line? How can Mm. I get there based off my last six, seven, 12 months? How can I be that better person? How can I strive Mm. for that excellent image? that I see myself being towards. And, you know, I always think of, you know, these, um, when I think of just, you know, the excellent word, I think of, you know, small goals, Mm -hmm. small goals, small goals. And what I mean by that is I was just talking about, you know, something with somebody and she was just saying, okay, what about the things that you just did? What about Mm -hmm. the things that you, you just may think that it's small, but don't think that that's not something that that require excellence because you put forth your thought, that mind, that action to do it. So don't discredit the small things. Always think about excellence as a, as a, as a form of everything and anything that you want to do. And excellence can mm-hmm. range from everything. It doesn't have to be, oh, I just graduated and got my degree. No, yeah. it can be that I simply woke up this morning, and just got out of my bed because I did not feel like doing it. So that you know, the excellent behavior. <laughs> yes, it, it does. And you know, when you think about that too, with excellence, mm-hmm. everyone has to define what excellence means for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because what excellence means for Asia, what excellence means for Stephanie may be completely different for you. And so how Asia walks out excellence is Asia's walk. So don't feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, gosh, I'm not walking it out like Asia's walking it out. So Mm -hmm. I must not be excellent. Absolutely not. God has a path of excellence for each of us. We have to understand what that looks like. So we have to seek him and understand and, mm-hmm. and, and even outline it, you know, Come in that on. time of self-reflection, when you're going back and looking at the places where you feel like, oh, I could have done things a little bit differently here. I could have done this a little bit better. Then what does better look like, right? D- does it mean that, hey, if I had done this like 10% better, that means maybe I would have been excellent. Whatever it means for you, mm-hmm. outline that for yourself, but don't allow yourself to feel like, because you're not doing it like someone else that you are not walking out excellence because you are walking out the excellence that God has called you to walk out. Give yourself that credit too. 
Yes. Give yourself that Pat yourself on the back. Come on. Give Come on. <laughs> we need to do that, right? Because yes. we are examples. We are examples mm-hmm. for someone, someone in our path, mm-hmm. right? We're mm-hmm. living out a life that they want to be able to, in some way, emulate or be able to have um, something similar. So give yourself credit. You're doing a great job. Tammy says, give yourself grace. Absolutely. Grace. <laughs> give yourself yes. grace. So there's another chapter in here I wanted to touch on. Okay. Why not me? And Lord, why not me? When I saw this chapter, <laughs> it took me back like 20 something years. And I mm-hmm. literally saw myself. I was sitting in the church pew and mm-hmm. the um, associate pastor was talking and he was doing a message. Um, and it was like, the I think it was a singles group or something we mm-hmm. were in. And someone said, um, someone was going through something at a time mm-hmm. and they were like, God, you know, like, why me, Lord? Why, why am I going through all of this? Why, why do I have to go through all of this just oh, to yeah. get to this? Right. And he said, well, why not you? And he was so matter of fact about it. And we all looked at him like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Exactly. Right. You know, no, we trying to figure out why her and you said, Mm -hmm. why not her? And you sum it up so nicely here. It's because God has something for each of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And if as we're going through the struggles and the turmoil and all of that, and we keep saying, Mm -hmm. why me? You were chosen for that. Come on. So why not you? Is there anyone better to walk this thing out? Is there anyone better that can rise up from this thing in the way that you will when you come out of it? Why not you? And that thing really sat with me because if it's, it's been over 20 something years, he said that. And when I saw it in your book, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it sparked that again. Yeah. And I realized that every single thing that I have been through, mm-hmm. no one but me could have walked it out and walked it out with grace and walked it out with excellence and been able to rise from the things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. So why not you? Come right? on. Why not you? So talk about that chapter, um, Asia, and just let us know what, what made you think of that as mm-hmm. you were writing this book about being the example. Mm-hmm. So that was personal and it's still mm-hmm. personal. Yeah. And the reason why it's so personal, because every time every time I hear somebody say that, it's like it just it just always strikes something within me. Right. Because as long as we have this life, we're going to go through these journeys. We're going to go through these storms. We're going to go through things that be like that. We you know, we question why yeah. me? Why me? Why me? Why did I have to go through that to learn that? Why did I have to be in this so long? Why did I have to tussle? with this journey. And when it comes down to why not me, I think about rising to the cause. Mm-hmm. And what I mean about rising to the cause is rising up to that storm, speaking to that storm, mm-hmm. speaking to whatever you went through. And instead of saying, why me, why not me? And since mm-hmm. you chose me to go through this thing, I'm still going to trust you, Lord, through this very mm-hmm. thing that's causing for me to just be weary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to trust you no matter what happens throughout this storm. So why not me? I used mm-hmm. to always say, why me? Why did I have to struggle through this? Why did I have to go mm-hmm. through this? You know, when I think about school, when I think about life and when I think about the stuff that I went through, you know, and the stuff that I'm still going through, yes. I think about why did I have to go through that? 
Why? Why you didn't chose my neighbor down the street, or why you didn't chose that girl? Because she thinks she she looked like she got a little bit more strength than I got right now. So why you could not give that thing to her to do? So <laughs> you try to pass off your stuff to somebody else. Come on, because that's how you know. Sometimes we think like, why yes. did you give me this thing to go through? And so when I think about why me, I had to change my focus and my heart posture. Why not me? I was chosen for this thing. I was chosen to walk this out. God allowed this to happen. So if I change my heart posture, just maybe can I change that result that I'm expecting? Lord, look, if I had on shoes, I'd kick them off right now. <laughs> because yes, that. Mm -hmm. I see, I see the raise hand emojis going up in the in the uh, chat. Because <laughs> Asia, you said that thing, right? Mm -hmm. You said that thing. It is a matter of changing our heart posture around mm -hmm. that thing. When we are able to go from why me to why not me, mm -hmm. that is when you have learned the lesson. Come and on, you can be the example that that others need to see. Mm -hmm. You can be that change that other people Come need on. to see in the world. When you recognize that there is something that only you have the power and the authority to walk out in this earth. There's those raised hands, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it so we we have a few minutes left but i just want to go through a couple more of these chapters and i mm -hmm. want to give um the audience an opportunity to ask any questions make any more comments again i'm with asia smith author published author asia smith and her website is asiarsmith.com mm -hmm. she's the author of come up come out step up be the example and we're talking so much about her amazing book this young, beautiful millennial who is living out being an example for others to see, for others to um, watch and for others to follow. She is a leader. And when you have a leader that's demonstrating character and integrity, those are the people that you want to latch on to and learn from. And Asia is that person. Um, so millennials, if you're out there, I'm letting you know, follow Asia Smith. Uh, Instagram, she is what? The official Asia, Asia Smith, Smith. Mm -hmm. on Facebook. She's Asia Smith. Mm -hmm. Follow her and see what she, cause huh, God has something so big that's getting ready to be released through this young lady. And I don't even know what it is, but whatever it is, y'all need to be ready. Right? You need to be watching because the way that God is using Asia in just a short time that I've seen her and witnessed how who she is and how she walks out her life and just the joy that resonates from her spirit. I know that God is going to be putting her on some platforms that are <laughs> huge. I receive it. Huge. And so she is an example that we need to be following. And as I'm going to call myself an elder because I'm older than you. <laughs> yes, you are. Come on. I'm your elder. Yes, you I want to be able to support you in that journey and be able to be there as someone that you can come to, right? If you need someone to just talk to and talk Thank something you. out and be able to, um, you know, just bounce ideas off of, that's mm -hmm. what we need to be for our millennials because we as elder leaders, we need to be able to support them to be able to we see their it. dreams come to pass. And so mm -hmm. I'm offering that to you, Asia. And I know Thank there's you. many others out here that are gonna be that for you as well. So as we prepare uh, a few more minutes, we're gonna go through okay. the richest 
place, the richest place. And I've heard this um, from Les Brown. He was one of the first people um, that Mm -hmm. I've heard this from about the richest place. So you, you tell us what the richest place in the world is, the richest place. Yes. So that thing stuck with me when I first heard that when I moved to Georgia. Um, in 2017, I started to work for a company and I was I was like, all right, God, now you told me to move here. I didn't move to Georgia, you know, just because I just wanted to do it. You told me to move here and I'm thinking I'm about to go down this one particular road and God literally allowed for me to go down this one road, work one road and that was working for this specific company. Mm-hmm. And with this company, I never understood why I was there, but I was up for the challenge and so many so many things that contributed to who i am today come came from the lessons that i learned there and one of the things that we talked about and one of the things that we used to huddle of um huddle before we used to work is they used to always give us like some jewels that we can go along with our day with right and one of those things was they talked about um the richest place and um when I first heard it, I did not understand it. But when I started to think on some things and when I gave it some more thought, the richest place on earth is the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the richest place on earth is the graveyard. And when I thought about it and I gave it some thought, it it, it, it literally, you know, stuck within me. Clearly, I wrote a chapter about it and it's specifically speaking towards, you know, when it comes down to living this life, when it comes down to our journey, our goals, our aspirations, you know, Mm -hmm. the things that we want to do, what we want to fulfill in life, even our purpose and things, you know, down this, that's that sort. A lot of people die with things that they have yet to accomplish, things that Mm -hmm. they dreamed about, things that they wanted to come to pass, but they never lived it. So they died with those very Mm -hmm. most things that they did not fulfill on earth. So when I think about the richest place on earth is the graveyard. It's not Dubai. It's not America. It's not even Africa. It's not, it's not something that you can just go to. It's something that we see on a daily basis. If we, if we just go down the street or, you know, go towards a few miles, it's the graveyard. It's because yeah. a lot of people die with so many rich things. And if you were to go and pull up all of those things that you can't see that people wish they did while they had the breath, mm. you will begin to see the richest place on earth is the graveyard. And Ooh. that's that's why I choose to go after everything I have in life. Oh. Everything. And I want to continue to put that out there. Go after everything that you see and that you desire in life because it is possible. It mm. is. Po- it came to your mind. And if you thought it, that thing is possible. Mm. As you were speaking and you, you talked about, you know, the, the people going to their graves with all their dreams and their ideas and their hopes and their aspiration. Mm-hmm. I got a vision of a body being exhumed, <laughs> a dead body being exhumed. And when you when that body is exhumed, the things that you can find come out of that body, all of their hopes, all of their dreams, all of the, the nuggets, the, uh, the, the nuggets of wisdom, the jewels. Mm-hmm that got buried with them. That's all underneath the surface. If we were able to latch onto those people that have been placed into our lives now and begin to get those nuggets from them, 
be able to hear from them what their hopes and their dreams yeah. are. Because if they were to take their last breath today and they share that with us, that we could carry that on for them, on. we can be able to take that and make it a legacy for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's so important to be able to get with those people that have wisdom, that have mm -hmm. knowledge, that have understanding. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the Bible tells us that get wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding, and we're to have those things. Mm -hmm. And if if we are struggling with the things that um, you know God has placed in us, and we don't even know, go talk to someone. Come on, Let's live some things out. Go talk to them and ask questions, right? Because mm. they don't want you to die with all of that locked up in you. Just like mm -hmm. they don't, they shouldn't have to die with it locked up in them. So that's where you have to have this equal exchange of ideas and talking oh. and collaborating with people. So that your dreams don't die, they can help activate your dreams Come and on. you help activate their dreams so that no one has to go to their grave with all their hopes and dreams yes. underneath and with them. That is so good. And I would also like to say, take full advantage of the lives that we already have here. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I begin to think about our grandparents, our, you know, our family, you know, and I begin to think of the people that surround us. If we're not taking advantage of what they already lived yes. through what they already gone through, their nuggets, their, you know, whatever that they have to give us. Are we yeah. really, truly living? Mm. You know, because how can we have wisdom if we don't search after it? Or, or if, even if we don't ask for it, how can we get something if we don't ask or even know what it, what, what lies within that? Know the power mm -hmm. that lies within yourself to go ask that person or even go talk to that person. Get wisdom, get knowledge and get understanding because mm -hmm. that is so rich. And that's something that you just can't see. Yeah. That's something that you live. That's something yes. that you, you know, you feel within others. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I love it, Asia. You wrap up this book with the final chapter. Which I think it's the final chapter. If it's not, it, it oh, it's not actually the final chapter, but it's God's perfect timing. Oh, yes. That, that's the chapter we'll close with, God's perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And you say, we may have heard the saying, God is never late. God has always and will forever show up on time. God's timing is always perfect because he doesn't operate in time, but we are time limited people. So yeah. as we prepare to close out, I want you to talk about God's perfect timing, how that showed up in your life. And I actually, I, look, this line stuck with me so much that I, I highlighted it, underlined it, and put a star. I don't know if y'all can even see that because it's, it's bright, but and put a star <laughs> next to it. It says, I tried to make sense out of the season I was in, but true enough, God was only adding seasoning to my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that <laughs> resonated with me because I said, how many times we, we think about the seasons mm -hmm. in our lives? And there's this book that I read years ago that I always love to this day. It was called Don't Die in the Winter, right? Winter is a season that you go through. And in that winter season, God is seasoning your life, preparing mm -hmm. you. Seasoning prepares mm -hmm. the food, right? To, to bring flavor. And that's what God does in seasons of our lives. He seasons us to, to, to prepare us and to bring the, the, mm -hmm. the goodness, the juices, the flavors out that he desires mm -hmm. for us in that season. So I want you to talk to us about God's perfect timing and how that showed mm -hmm. up for you and how even now with all that he has you getting ready to walk out, how you realize that had he done this anytime sooner in Asia's timing and not his, 
how that may have uh, utterly destroyed what it is that is getting ready to happen in your life. Yes. So when I think about God's perfect timing, I think about my timing and I think about how God does not operate out of time. So what that meaning and what what that means for me is if I understand and know what this what this thing that I'm struggling with, or if I understand and know that God does not operate out of time, but we are time timeless people, then maybe that would shift my focus to really go through that thing and go through it with flying colors. So I won't have to go through that thing again, because sometimes if we do not pass the test, we're going to go through that thing again and again until we pass it, just like in school. So when it comes down to these seasons in our life, God is only adding seasoning. You know, I read about, you know, in the Bible that we are the, we are the salt of the earth. Yeah. And, you know, when we cook in our meats and when we cook in it, when we go, when it's going through all of these changes, mm-hmm. right, sometimes it turns out to be what we want and sometimes it don't. But if we add a little bit of that, of that salt, a little bit of that seasoning salt, then that thing turned into something good. Ooh. Now, it took a process to get to that. You know, it took a process to get to that thing that was well done or that thing that was that's completed or that that cooked meal or whatever it was. It took time to get to that. But if we Mm -hmm. understand and know that everything happens for a reason and God's perfect timing is perfect, then we will we will begin to know that everything that we do is in alignment to his will. As long as we stand committed and as long as we know where we are and how we're going to walk this thing out. It may take time. It's going to take time. But his timing is perfect. And, you know, we always think about, you know, you know, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? I even struggle with a few things recently. I'm like, all right, God, you know, this is dear to me. You know, this thing is something that I talked about, something I've been praying for, something Mm. that I wanted so bad and not just something, some things, you know, these things are written on my words of affirmation. You know, Mm. when I pray, you know, when I have these times that I spend with you, that I want these things to come to pass. When is it going to happen? I don't know when I don't see when, but I know Mm. it's going to happen, but I understand that no, it's going to be a process. Now my time, and I know it's different from your timing, but I have to understand and know that when that thing happened, Ooh. it's going to be out of perfect timing. It's going yes. to I'm going to call it those things that be not as though they were. And I'm going to get everything I need out of this season of my life because I ain't trying to go through this no more. So Ooh. I'm going to understand that God's timing is perfect timing. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling y'all. This young lady right here, uh, Tammy said, you better say that, Asia. You better say that. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Asia. Come on. Mm-hmm. You said that. So in being the example, we got to know that we're going through a process to be mm-hmm. the example and that that process is in God's timing and God's timing is always perfect. It is on. always on time. And so Asia... You were on time tonight. Yes, Thank ma'am. <laughs> Erica said, yes, ma'am. You were in Sassy says, yes, you were on time. Young lady, I am so proud of you. you. I applaud you Thank for you. the great work that you are open to allowing the Lord to do through you. 
how he is working through you, in you, and operating um, in you, um, and that you're activating that. I don't see a lot of young people like you doing that. Um, and it's unfortunate because mm-hmm. your your uh, generation is, is ruling the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to get our millennials to the place of understanding who they are, understanding yeah. their identity and the destiny that's tied to that identity so that they can be the examples that others need to see so that they can truly reflect change in this world, the change we need to see. And so I thank you, Asia, for being that example for not just your generation, but for mm-hmm. other generations as well. You mm-hmm. are powerful, you. you are impactful, you are a mighty, mighty woman of God. And I'm so pleased to have had you join us tonight. So everyone, reminder, author Asia Smith, go to her website, asiarsmith.com to get her book, Come Up, Come Out, Step mm-hmm. Up, Be the Example. Be the Example. Yes. Asia, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Um, I am so blessed to have had you all join us tonight. Thank you for being a part of Storytime with Stephanie. This is our second season and it's just been flourishing. I'm excited for what God is doing um, for um, the authors that have been on this show. Um, More to come. Um, This is truly a platform um, where I want to see authors, especially those anointed authors, those who have been called by God to write the books that the world needs to read, needs to hear, share those stories. I want this to be a platform where they can have that exposure so that others will be able to go out and run, run with the visions that they've set forth in these books. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Um, Sassy says, so proud of you. Very inspirational, Asia. Oh, so many people are so proud of you. (laughs) We love you, Asia. And nothing but the best to come for you. So we thank you all for joining. Thank you for your comments. We look forward to uh, the next couple of weeks when we have our next guest on. So thank you so much, everyone. Be blessed. Have a wonderful night. And thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye.